Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. This episode is sponsored by Karen Hallian. Karen Hallian is an incredible illustrator who creates beautiful fandom art. If you enjoy the types of fandoms that we talk about on this podcast, you're really going to like Karen's work. You can buy prints, stickers, and other products at karenhallian.com. And you can also check out her Patreon and join the 1,000 other people who support her art at patreon.com slash karenhallian. Hey, welcome to the Sartorial Geek Podcast. I'm Jordan Ellis of Jordan Today, and I am here with Carrie Francis today. Hello, hello. Hi, Jordan. We actually, before we started recording, we're just trying to figure out how we actually know each other. <laughs> I feel like we've been Facebook friends for years, and I think it's because we did the same business school, but I never would have guessed that in a million years, that that's like how we met. I know I would have, I honestly would have guessed maybe something through New York or like mutual, like, you know, a friend of a friend of a friend who has some sort of connection, but yeah, I'm, I feel pretty confident that it was through that program. Yeah, that makes sense. And that's funny because that has absolutely nothing to do with the thing that we're here to talk about today, nothing to do with it. Yep. <laughs> which is Knives Out, which was one of my favorite movies last year, which is so freaking insane that you were in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's wild. It's so wild. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I, I saw that movie and I was like, this movie literally took everything in my brain that I love and put it into a movie that I want to watch a million times. And then the fact that I have like a connection to someone who was in it is the coolest thing of my life and even cooler for you you like got to do that which is amazing yeah it's really cool it seems to be an unending gift um like every time I think we've hit like oh my gosh it's not gonna get cooler or more exciting than this there's another event or there's another something or I get you know, a different message or I run into someone or even I've actually been looking at apartments recently. This is how much it plays into everything in my life. I'm going to look at these apartments. And when people, you know, of course they have to ask what you do and, yeah. and, that. and so, uh, you know, I'm, I try and phrase things in certain ways, but then I finally will just say like, Oh yeah, I'm in this movie right now. (laughs) You know, and I'll say knives out their entire demeanor changes. They're so excited. They can't believe it. Like it's, it's, infiltrated everything in my life and I am a-okay with that it's amazing is this the first like is this the biggest movie you've been in so far it's my first movie ever it's your first movie ever what Yeah. yeah I so I come from a theater background um really a lot of musical theater when I was little you know I've always wanted to do this and I've always done this my first memory um is when I was two and I was doing uh, a version of Sleeping Beauty in my basement with all of the neighborhood children. Uh, <laughs> that's, you know, my very first memory. And I always wanted to do TV and movies, but because I grew up in New Jersey, New York was really readily accessible, you know? And yeah. um, so I learned the business. Like, imagine a really tiny 11-year-old <laughs> like sprawled out on the ground in her house. I would have all the trade papers spread out like books on it. I would cold call agencies and managers and, um, I would find these like open calls and when you, you know, were 11. 
Yeah. When I, oh my I, gosh. I know. Absolutely insane. I think about it now and I'm like, where are my parents? Like, <laughs> right. great mom who's like very like on top of you. Um, I remember once getting a, you know, we didn't have cell phones or anything then. It was a landline. Yeah. And um, there was a voicemail on the family answering machine when I was about 11 from an agency here in LA who said, you know, we got your, um, that was when AOL was like really big. And so I had like logged on somehow, like found people through AOL profiles and sent, um, emails to them. And they were like, if you could figure that out, like you're someone that we would love to work with, you know, come on out and we'll set a meeting up. And both my parents were like, what are you doing on the computer? Like what, <laughs> what is happening over there? Um, so yeah, I've always been like this. And, um, I started doing community theater. That's like a normal path in and, um, that just grew and I booked my first really, I booked like a really big Broadway tour right out of school. Um, yeah, it was amazing. I went to an open call. I was the only person out of the entire open call. Um, they saw over 800 people for that call and, um, I was the one person that booked it and I got my equity card from it and it was a really big fancy, um, uh, it was a Fiddler on the Roof tour and the guy who played the role, the lead role in the movie was the, it was his like big farewell tour. Um, that's so cool. Yes. And then even cooler about a year into the tour, he got injured. I mean, that's not the cool part, but, um, Harvey Firestein stepped in. So then he became the next, um, guy I worked with. And sometimes this really beloved, um, actor named Theo Bakel, who was the original Captain Von Trapp in, uh, Sound of Music. Okay. He was in. Yeah. So that was my first, um, uh, my first professional job was when I was still in school and that I did opposite Sally Struthers. So I have a running joke. I only work with famous people. Um, <laughs> that's that's like been my, so yeah, it was a lot of theater, um, musical theater. And then I got into commercials and voiceover and, um, you know, I record, I, I sing on some tracks sometimes for people and, um, but I've always, always, always wanted to do movies and TV. And so now that's the, the direction it's going in. I mean, your running joke being that you only work with famous people and then your first movie being Knives Out, which is like all the famous people that there are is so incredible. Well, I guess we should just say who you are for people who have seen it, who are probably like, what are you talking about? What was your role? Yes. Uh, so my joke is I'm the only person in it not famous. So just look for the girl. That's me. Um, I play the lawyer's assistant. So the young lawyer that is assisting Frank Oz's character. Mm-hmm. Um, we do the will reading scene, which is a really big fun, um, scene with the whole family. And, um, you know, we have like one other quick bit and then there's a part of the movie later where I am sleeping in the background while Frank is still discussing all of the will stuff. And that seems to be the the sticking point for people. They're like, Oh, you were sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So I play Sally and she's, she's a young legal assistant, eager and ready to point things out. That's amazing too, because I feel like, you know, I feel like normally in a first movie or like a, a smaller role, if that's like the right word that it's like in a room with a crowd of a zillion people. So you sort of have to like look and in those scenes, like it's you and two other people, like in the, sh- in the shot, which is so cool. Or one other person or just you, like, that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. It seems to be 
something I've had to get really comfortable with um, that I'm still working on is I seem to get thrown into things that feel like uh, bigger than what I would have anticipated would be the next step. Um, and to just kind of jump in and say, okay, let's go. And you're absolutely right. Usually, you know, people will do like extra work is their first movie or they'll book like a line on a TV show. And so it's just really brief, you know, they're on screen for three seconds. Um, and this was multiple weeks of filming, uh, working opposite, obviously all of these amazing talents and, um, just the, just the difference between, I mean, this film had a $40 million budget and, you know, Lionsgate and really huge people behind it. So it wasn't like playing, you know, it wasn't like, oh, this is like an independent movie or this is like a, you know, a short with a good budget or something. This is like, yeah, it's not everyone else's first movie (laughs) who's working on it. Yeah. And it's interesting because I, um, something that I work really hard to try and not do is downplay what I'm up to, but I, I do, I totally will downplay everything I'm up to. And I think in a weird way that serves me in these environments where my brain doesn't turn it into like, Oh my God, it's the biggest thing in the world. Like what am I doing? It just, I actually will tell you, it's the most normal I have ever felt in my whole life going to be. Yeah. And that felt really reassuring and, um, it just felt great that this whole time, my whole life, I've always thought, this is what I'm supposed to do. Like, I just know, I just know. And, you know, to be booking a ton of jobs in all sorts of area of the business and really like working, making a career out of it and working with these incredible people. But I still have never felt the way that I felt going to make this movie, which was like accurate. Like this is where I belong. And totally correct and myself and comfortable, even with the pressure behind it and like the understanding of what was going on a little bit, my brain never really was like, what is happening? Like, I can't do this. My brain was more like, this is it. Like that you've thought this your whole life and here you are. And I just never felt more correct or in the right place doing the right thing than I have. It, it was just really validating to my, to my 11 year old self, really yeah. like you know what you knew and this is it. That's so cool too, because even like, I feel like even if I was in a room with everyone in that movie, like not even having to work in any kind of way, I don't know like how I would handle that. So to be able to be like so common professional is honestly a superpower. And that is incredible. Like, I mean, just being around Chris Evans, I don't even know if I could do it. Yes. That is one of the most common things that I've heard. Yeah, I mean, um, every, like he is the dream. And then like his sweater had a whole moment. <laughs> I mean, it's still going like, that was iconic. yes, the sweaters, um, I will tell you live up to the hype in person, <laughs> probably more than even on, you know, in pictures or yeah, I can't even, I can't even think about it. I'll yeah. just die. Yeah. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I obviously was, was nervous and I was really learning on the fly. Um, you know, I, 
I had my phone with me, which is something, if you know me in real life, I am someone who turns her phone off and leaves it at home. Like I don't love being connected to my phone or social media all the time, but I had my phone with me in my like giant oversized parka. And, um, when I would get really nervous, I would take it out and I would look like I was doing something, but I wasn't, I was just (laughs) holding my phone. And the like first or second time I did that, Chris from, you know, two feet in front of me, sitting across from me, looked up and said, Carrie, and which, first of all, I was like, how did you remember my name? And I looked up and I was like, yeah. And he was like, is that a Winnie the Pooh case? Because I have a giant Winnie the Pooh case on my phone. Like his ears are sticking out. Like one yeah. Of the yeah. And um, I just was like, uh-huh. <laughs> it like backfired that I was trying to look away and look at my phone and keep myself calm. And he was, you know, being sweet and making a little bit of a joke. And oh, I love that so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's really, he's really lovely. Very, all of them, very inclusive. There was nothing that said you have to include, talk to, um, associate with, or get to know this small human that has just jumped into your cast for these few weeks. And they all went above and beyond and really included me. And um, I guess something I hear a lot um, on a lot of jobs is it's never like this. Like, just so you know, it's never like this. Like, project. I I remember that on that big tour, everyone said like, oh, it's not like this. And that's followed me everywhere. And so in this sense, um, everyone said, just so you know, it's not like this. Usually during big shoots and big movies, everyone goes back to their trailer, um, which I had one too. I had my own trailer and girl, I was like, can I stay here? Can I move it? Um, and in this case we would all actually just go hang out, um, in the lower level of this giant house. That's a real house that we shot in. It's not like a, you know, a set or a look or, um, yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, so we would just hang downstairs, all of us, um, and they would all share war stories and different experiences they've had, and uh, we would play a lot of games. Actually, we played... Um, oh this, like, you can't see my face. I'm just grinning with my whole body right now. Like, this... I'll, I'll, I, like, I, I want you to keep telling your story, but I feel like I always get so disappointed when, like, people who I love aren't as wonderful as like I picture them to be. And that story, I mean, everyone has bad days, but like that always breaks my heart. And so this is just like the best news ever that everyone was so wonderful. And like, that's what it feels like when you're watching it, that like there is like a real camaraderie between people and I'm just mm-hmm. I'm thrilled <laughs> that was what it was like in real life too but go ahead keep going yeah oh and please if I get a little too I can be long-winded and no no, no this is my favorite thing <laughs> <laughs> um yeah it did it, what you feel in the movie um translated from from real life and so great um yeah we so one of my favorite memories is um we would play the movie game, you know, where like there's a category and everyone has to say something in that category. Oh, so, wow. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, so I actually have never played that game before. I I know what it is and I, you know, have been around people playing it, but I've never played it. And um, I'm sitting in a circle with 
every movie star. (laughs) And we're playing a movie game for the first time. And, you know, as we're playing in my head, I'm like, okay, don't pick a movie that any of these people are in. How do I do that? Like, right. what, how do I, like, if we're saying female actresses, what do I just like, don't band there and say the person sitting next to you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a really trippy moment to play that for the first, the movie game in a circle of movie stars on a movie set making my first movie. That's, that's so amazing. And like, truly, like, I remember seeing the trailer for Knives Out before it came out and I was like, well, two things. Like, one, I was like, wow, everyone is in this movie, and that's amazing. And then, two, sometimes when that happens, I get, like, nervous that that's what the movie is, and there won't actually be, like, a good story or, like, a good movie. It's just, like, here's a bunch of famous people. Watch them. And it wasn't yeah. like that at all. It was just everyone I love being in a great movie. <laughs> it was, like, the best thing yeah, I know exactly what you mean. That sometimes it's just a lot of names to get you to go to the theater. And then... Yeah, that's where all the energy is, is just getting famous people. And then there's like nothing else. And that is so far from what this movie is. Yeah, I agree. I think the movie itself is... Um, it's really whip smart. And it's even if if I had nothing to do with it, I probably would have gone to see this movie you know, at least twice or, or bought it as soon as it came out because it, I think in this day and age to have original content, an original story, it's not a remake, which is what apparently Hollywood thinks we all want. Um, it's not, uh, you know, a, a superhero, um, story or something that is in, an ongoing saga where there's eight or nine films. So even though it's not a sequel and it's not a remake, it's still in this like group of movies that are all the same or similar. It's original. It's an original story, original writing and look how good it did. You know, look how great it did with audiences and at the box office. And I hope that that really translates to production companies that this is what I think audiences really love to see something new, something fresh that, is not just, oh yeah, I saw this when it came out in the seventies. Now I'm seeing it again. Or, oh great. Here's another, you know, sequel to the same storyline. And I, I understand because when I really love something, I really love it. You know, I, I love Gilmore girls. Right. So when they did the remake of that, I was like in heaven, you know, but there is room for original stories and, and original ideas. And I'm really proud to be in this movie that, that is that and did so well that I hope translates. Yeah. Plus like I love detective stories and whodunits. Like I'm a huge, I, I get the Christie is like what I read as a teenager. I listened to all kinds of like detective, like murder mystery stories and watch every single and like that they, it is hard to find something in that genre that is, that does feel like different. Like I watch them all, but I'm sort of, I go into it. Like I know exactly what this is going to be. And it was so fun to watch something that was like objectively good. Not just because that's the genre that I go to all the time. Like I could go and take any of my friends who aren't as obsessed with that type of story as me. And they all loved it too. 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it made me, it gave me feelings of like Clue, you know, and totally. who didn't love that movie? Who doesn't love that movie? It's such a classic. And yeah, I, I agree with you. I think, I think it's so nice to not be disappointed, like you said, by the cast, not be disappointed, like, oh, I love this genre, but it was okay, you know, and to have all of the elements line up and just work perfectly together and create this great thing that I really feel like um, sort of has a bit of a following now in a way. I don't know if it'll, if it'll last, but the movie did come out almost six months ago. No, not six months ago, four months ago at this point. Um, and there's an out there was an announcement that there will be a second one, right? Yeah. You know, I, um, because I'm learning, I never know, like, what can I say? So, um, let's say that, yes, there's definitely articles that say that there's, that's something I said, not you. So that's just from Twitter. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I was at an event last night for this actually. And which also blows my mind. I'm like, it's almost March. And we're still at events for Knives Out. Like, this is crazy. And it was an event um, for the 35 millimeter film. There's one copy of the movie on actual slides. Yeah, on actual, like, reels. And um, that was premiered last night at the Egyptian Theater here in Los Angeles. And um, uh, I got to be there. I was there with Ryan and, um, uh, you know, uh, Steve, the DP was there and one of the camera operators and the producers were there. And, you know, it was a great fun gathering of a lot of incredible minds and talents that, that worked on this. Um, but the events sold out like so fast. One of the people that was running this, um, was telling us that, you know, I think it was like 300 tickets and it sold out immediately. Like it was, that's also impressive when you're, I mean, yeah, it's been out for a while. So it's not like, it's it's because people want to see it again or like still want to see it which yeah, is amazing to see a different format you know they wanted to see it on actual film obviously ryan is the draw you know right. it's, it's ryan <laughs> yeah people want to be there and um that was neat he did a little intro and then um we stayed for like the first 20 minutes of the movie um to see the slides yeah. It was neat. We got to go upstairs and like see the whole, like the old oh, school cool. setup. And, yeah. And then, you know, there's something too about, again, because so many of these experiences are first experiences for me. It's really neat to, in a weird way, to like sneak out, like to like hop out. Right. Of the- <laughs> um, which sounds so weird, but something I've learned for sure is um, like, you you go but then you leave like if you're in the movie you don't actually stay for these things like it's so it's so hard to explain I did I when I went to the premiere I stayed and I watched the entire movie because it was the first time I saw the whole thing yeah totally you know no one else did they all left you know they all went and did like a quick talk back and then they went over to the party like nobody it's like a weird status thing um (laughs) such a strange thing that you are there briefly and then you leave so um i've never thought about that before but that totally makes sense also like i guess the premiere is different but i can imagine if you're going to a lot of events it's like how many times do i want to watch myself (laughs) in this movie so i can get that too yeah, I definitely, I definitely could understand that, especially if you're doing nonstop movies and, or you're working on a project at this time, or, you know, if you're, there's a lot of actors who don't ever want to see themselves on screen. Yeah. Um, and 
you know, just kind of do the project and then don't watch it ever or watch it once. And then that's it. Yeah, I absolutely get that. I mean, I, I am in no way an actor, but anytime I've just done like, even just like live Instagram videos, I'm like, I don't need to watch myself. <laughs> doing that. Like, it's done and other people can watch it and that's it. So yeah, I totally get that. Um, I, I definitely don't like, this is do not say anything that like you feel uh, like you can't or shouldn't share, but do you have any other like favorite memories from, or like favorite moments from being on set or from the movie that are like, you feel like you can share? Sure. Yeah. Um, I would say, um, well, what comes to mind first, honestly, is, um, meeting Chris's dog, Dodger. Oh, wow. So I am a dog nut. I like, yeah. um, I don't know if I said this before we started recording or during it, but my dog is asleep next to me. His name is Henry. Oh. Um, and he is just the love of my life. I'm very involved in dog rescue and, um, it's really important to me to be a voice for animals and, and that goes so deep in me. But, um, so dogs are my people and my first day on set, um, like I had just gotten there the night before and I had fittings, um, which again, like take into account, I've never had a film fitting. Like, I don't know. Um, and I'm in my trailer. I've never had a trailer and the amazing, incredible woman who did the costumes, Jenny Egan, who just actually, she, I think she, yeah, she won. I was going to say she was nominated, but no, she won, um, a really big award for her costumes for this movie. So deserving. She and her assistant came in and I think it was probably pretty obvious on my face that I was like, what is happening? (laughs) You know? And, um, but also because I'm, I'm pretty authentic and honest with what I'm, you know, I like to be direct and be present in the moment. And so I, which is such, oh gosh, that's such an annoying sentence. I'm going to be present in the moment. Oh, but I mean, that yeah. is the best life advice literally ever. So good for you. <laughs> so I was saying, you know, I was asking questions. I think at one point I said, listen, this is my first movie. I have no idea what I'm doing. Like if you, you know, if there's any information that I need, or if you're waiting for me to do something and I'm not doing it, just let me know, you know? And, um, of course, you know, when we start talking, I started talking about my dog. They asked me stuff about me and Jenny said, Hey, hang on one second. And she left and she went and got, um, she actually went and got Anna's dog, uh, Elvis, her little Maltese, um, yeah. and brought him in and he's really similar in size. My dog is half Um, so he hung with us for the fitting and then she saw how much that brightened me. And so after the fitting, she was like, Hey, come with me. And so we went, um, to Chris's trailer and Dodger was in there with someone that was, you know, taking care of him. And he was the fluffiest <laughs> dog. I ha- I mean, I have probably met like thousands and thousands of yeah. dogs at this point. I have never felt such a soft dog in my entire life. He was like the dreamiest, cutest dog. And he just had this like energy to him because he's still really young. And that made my whole, like, between Elvis and then with Dodger, it just calmed me down, brought me back to life, reminded me in that moment, like, who I am and I'm enough as I am. And, like, I don't have to try and put anything on to be in this movie. I can just be my, like, weirdo, dog-loving self. Um, and so 
Dodger kind of like gave me a, a big old gift in that in that sense. And I actually joke a lot because, like I said before, the Chris Evans thing is something I hear. <laughs> totally. Yeah. And yeah, is he dreamy and so lovely and, and wonderful? Of course. But like, I, I, if I could choose probably to spend the afternoon with Chris or with Dodger, Chris I would probably hang with Dodger. Yeah. That, no, wrong with Chris. It's just like, that's who I am, you know? No, that's amazing. I, again, I, I can't say this enough. Like I, I am just so happy right now hearing all these stories. That's so, that brings me so much joy. And like, I know, I mean, just from, just from following Chris Evans on Twitter, like I know how much he loves his dog, you know, like it's just so wonderful. I really appreciate him being a voice for going to the shelter. You know, he got Dodger out of shelter. And so going to the shelter, adopting instead of buying dogs and look at the adorable, incredible dogs you get. You know, you can get puppies and seniors and purebreds and incredible designer mixes. I have a quote unquote designer mixed dog who, you know, I adopted and um, I appreciate him using his voice for that, for government issues, for, you know, bringing, using his gigantic platform to bring attention to things that really matter and having the ability to, you know, understand, yeah, making movies is great and incredible. And, you know, I hope to do it the rest of my life, but there are these things that really matter. And, you know, that for me is such a goal. Like it's not about growing a number of followers or, you know, becoming some sort of status or fame or anything like that. But the goal for me is, to have a large enough platform that I can do the same thing, you know, bringing attention to issues that matter in, in a lighthearted, you know, enjoyable way. But, um, you know, that's part of, part of what I think being an actor is, which is not something maybe you think about early on, but, um, you know, using your voice in a helpful way, whether it's the, the projects you're making, like, um, you know, like Mark Ruffalo last year with Dark Waters. Yeah. And, um, I got to go. He uses his like speeches on Twitter all the time to to talk about Mm -hmm. different things that he cares about. Yeah. Yeah. Any, any projects like that where, you know, creating a movie or creating art or theater or songs or anything that also are opening up people's thoughts around an important subject matter is such like, that to me would be the biggest gift in the whole world, you know? That's amazing. I feel like this is such a good, I feel like this is such a good ending, like such a great, such a great like thing to think about and like to appreciate the actors who do that so well. And I'm so excited. Like you have a whole journey ahead of you, which is very cool. And so I hope, I hope for all those things for you. That's so awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I, I think it's, um, I think it would be easy right now to say, okay, great. I've achieved all my dreams. (laughs) (laughs) Check, check, check. And, um, I think instead choosing to see it as actually, this has just opened up a really big, heavy door that I've been standing in front of for a long time. And now that the door is swung open, making the choice to step through it and say, okay, what's in this set of rooms now, you know, what's this hallway got, what, what other doors are there and, and what can come from it. And 
I mean, I certainly hope to keep doing this. I am excited for whatever's coming next. And, um, I'm excited to hopefully keep working with some of the same people and, um, you know, and learning and, and, and from, from both sides, I got to spend actually a little bit of, is it, is it okay to tell you this? Or, yeah, absolutely. Um, I also got to spend time on set just observing and, um, shadowing with Ryan and, um, you know, learning from behind the camera and like the process of what they were doing. I asked a lot of questions to the script supervisor. I thought she was just so bright on top of everything and explain things really well and, and getting to see, you know, what they were seeing in the camera, learning how the, the learning how even like they all have these headpieces or earpieces that they can talk to each other while they're setting everything up and how long the shot takes to set up and all of those things. So kind of getting my own little personal masterclass as well in filmmaking. Um, and then hopefully from there, you know, acting is the number one for sure, acting and singing, but I really want to write and pitch my own projects. I would really like to, you know, sell them to other people and maybe make some of my own. And I really want to produce projects as well. So I think getting that, that little, again, like that personal masterclass yeah. is, is also really helpful. That's so cool too, because again, like you were saying, as one of the, as one of the like newest to movie people on set, like that space was kind of all for you, which is incredible. Like I'm sure everyone else who's been in 30 movies already was like, not, uh, you know, also trying to learn how things work. And that's such an incredible opportunity to, I mean, that's so special. That's so cool. Yeah. It's neat. And it's neat to be young and female it occurred to me last night at this event, I was looking around the table we were at before we went to the event and I realized I was the only woman sitting there, you know? Oh, so, yeah. and then even when we arrived, we were greeted by more of the men who worked on this, you yeah. know? So <laughs> it's, it's really neat to recognize that in my brain. I don't think I've ever had that thought before. Like, okay, you know, even on the days where this feels confusing or overwhelming or, you know, what am I doing next? That type of feeling like to keep going so that I can then create that environment, you know, that was created for me for other people who are in, you know, the shoes that I was just in being able to, you know, let people come in and learn with me or from me, like whenever that is in 20, 40, however many years, you know, so that's, that's, I think getting to do that and have that experience opens your mind up and all of a sudden it makes you think in different ways too. What can you do for other people? Oh wait, I am the only woman sitting here. You know, if, if Ryan helped open those doors and show me, I can do that for other people. I love that. Okay. That is the new perfect place to end. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that. Um, and where can people follow you to like keep up on everything you're doing and keep like knowing what new projects you're working on and stuff? For sure. So I'm on Instagram. Um, I am currently at care and bear. So my dog is Henry bear. So K-E-R-A-N-D-B-E-A-R. I am potentially changing it because I've gotten a lot of people saying like, I need you to have your whole name. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah like, I, I, my name is taken. So I'd have to figure that out. But if I change it, I'll email that to you. Um, and I'm on Twitter too. Well, and also if someone's following you already, then they'll just get your new name, which is great. 
Oh yeah, that's that's brilliant. Yeah, so come follow me, and then if I change it, you guys will just. <laughs> so yeah, it's Karen Bear, and on Twitter, I'm uh, carrying on because apparently I like to keep it really complicated and make two. So that's K E R R Y I N G O N. Um, and yeah, it's not hard to find. I think probably if you search Carrie Francis. Um, also, like, I mean, this I guess doesn't connect to social, but I'm sure you're on IMDb now too through Knives Out, right? Oh yeah, mm-hmm. I am on IMDb, and that has my socials um, linked there. And then CarrieFrancis.com is my um, is my website, and that should have my sweet. My but I would say Instagram for sure. I love those stories. I hop on those <laughs> stories. Okay. Like, look what I'm doing. Here, here's where we are. Here's my dog for the billionth time. That's so awesome. Thank you so much. This was like the most lovely conversation for me. <laughs> Thank you for sharing what this project was like and yeah, what just what you're up to. It's so, so cool. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. I honestly, I really loved it. I wasn't sure what to expect and blew my expectations out of the water. So I appreciate being able to join you and your audience and hopefully, um, you know, it was enjoyable. I'm glad to share these stories with you. I was going to say, we'll have to do this again after whatever question mark next thing is, but we'll have to do a recap later of whatever other cool things you get up to, which would be awesome. Yeah, definitely. Whether it has um, a two in it or not, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, you can head to our archives to hear more or hit subscribe to hear what's coming up next. If you want to go a step above and beyond, you can leave us a review on iTunes, which helps other nerdy people find us. Or you can go to patreon.com slash sartorialgeek to help keep the podcast going and check out the cool rewards that we have over there. Have a great week and stay nerdy. Stay nerdy.